0: Welcome to YVC Summit, a virtual experience. This is Youth Voices, a series of varied length interviews between volunteers across Youth's Volunteer Corps network about the impact we make serving the unmet needs of our communities and its residents. Each podcast will contain a unique story and highlight that we may be miles apart, but are connected through service. Hi, I'm Carly from YVC Reading,
1: And I'm Estelle from YVC Calgary.
0: We are members of YVC's International Youth Advisory Board, hereby called IYAP. We are joined here today by Morgan and Eliana from YVC Reading. Welcome to our guests. We're excited to have you join us on the podcast today. First, could you share with us and our listeners where you're from and how long you've been serving with YVC?
2: I am Eliana Bermudez. I am from Berks County in Pennsylvania. This summer will be my first year in YVC.
3: I'm Morgan Welliver and I'm also from Berks County in um, Pennsylvania and I've been doing YVC projects since about seventh grade. So I wanna say like about five years or so.
1: Cool. Have you guys ever been to a summit before? And if yes, what was your favorite part?
3: I actually have never been to a summit. I know um, Carly mentioned a little bit about it, so I got to hear some stuff, but I personally have never been.
2: As well as what Morgan said, I have never been to a summit either.
0: Well, we're excited to welcome you to this year's summit even though it's virtual um, we're definitely making new changes and updates to bring YVC together across all of our units so before we jump into our questions about your YVC experience how have you been doing during the pandemic
2: so during the pandemic um... In the beginning, I should say, my mother had a child, my little brother. So during my pandemic, it has been very adventurous um, with helping my mother with my little brother, as well as um, being joined into the Community Conversations for Change in July, as well as working um, during that time. So my pandemic overall experience has been unique
3: um i think i can say that i was stir crazy as everyone probably was um my mom and i kind of made a crazy decision to adopt a huge saint bernard um even though our house is very small um been the best thing ever and then uh i guess i've just been keeping myself busy with lots of activities like community conversations for change um and other groups and now interviews like this so definitely a weird experience but there has been a lot of great outcomes I would say.
1: Cool so it sounds like both of you guys have new family members in your household so um how has that been and have you guys started school yet and how does that look like if you guys did?
3: I have started school um my school decided to do kind of a hybrid version. So the beginning half of the alphabet goes Monday, Tuesday, and the end of the alphabet goes um, Thursday, Friday. And we do go for the full day, all equipped with masks, sanitize every single period. It's very different. Um, And you are, of course, only going with half the school population. But I would just say I feel lucky that i can go back um at least for a part of my senior year but yeah it's pretty pretty weird
2: i would say for me unfortunately my school is not allowing the students to go back um so we are doing completely virtual schooling through schoology uh our teachers are at school attending the way it's set up is for 40 minutes each class so Basically, from 8 a.m. all the way to 2 p.m., we are doing conferences on Schoology for each of our subjects. We do get a 30-minute break for lunch, and we do have links, which is like a study hall. Unfortunately, though, the interaction with students or with teachers is a little difficult, but luckily, we have those conferences to have that communication with our teachers, but we won't have the full experience of school for this year.
0: We have something very similar to that at my school as well, um, where it's the asynchronous and synchronous periods via Zoom um, and Schoology. So I can totally relate to that. So one of the big things um, with the quarantining and with doing online school is mental health. So how are you both keeping track with your mental health and keeping it um, where it needs to be during all of this craziness while also checking in with those around you?
2: Personally, my household, we have family meetings, which is usually an hour. We do it once a week. Um, We gather around in the living room or either the kitchen, and we talk about our personal issues or um, achievements, accomplishments that we have done. Either uh, conflicts between one another. We also, as my family, were Christians, so we have devotion. We either do devotion or we have family time where we play games, board games, or watch a movie together. So we have that interaction to stay like found uh, foundation together in a way to interact with one another as well as my friends. I like to call them, have a morning text with them, as well as my family members. Unfortunately, I can't visit and go out as much as because we have a little brother. So I like to FaceTime them a lot and for myself I have a little journal where I write my days if I have a bad day a good day Um, and my family on a daily basis we talk during dinner so that's where my mental health interaction with communication with my friends and family goes
3: so luckily during the pandemic um for a period of time my mom did work from home so um She works full time, so it was actually very nice to have that time with my mom, especially since this will be approaching my last year at home. So that has been actually a big plus from this. Um, But other than that, yeah, it's been a bit hard. And um, I've tried to spend a lot of times outdoors. It's kind of cliche, because some people um, say, oh, like take a walk, it'll help more than you know. Uh, I've actually found that to be pretty true. So that has been very nice. And then a part of myself keeping up with my mental health, I am a very organized person and I've tried to stay as busy as I can during the pandemic just because I like to be a busy person in general. Um, But a part of that, I have just been making sure that I know what I have on my plate and just keeping everything super organized. And then as for my friends and family, Um, I've been trying to keep up with them as much as I can by text email or sending them stuff I think they would like and then as far as my close circle of friends and family I have been taking a lot of dog walks and um, like just uh, trail walks that kind of stuff and my grandmother and I would go for a walk so I just try to really keep that connection going throughout this.
1: Yeah, so thank you for sharing all your personal experiences. I found that for me too, it's kind of hard to keep that like daily structure just because I guess everything's not the way it used to be. Um, And we all know that 2020 has not been an easy year, Um, but I think there are many positive things to look forward to. Um, Just even talking with my other IAF members, it really gives us a lot of hope in what we can accomplish and use to our advantage. Um, during these times. So one of those is our YVC program. So we'll jump into a little bit about the YVC projects. So what has been the most impactful YVC project you have served on and why? So this could be the largest or maybe the one that you've made the deepest connection
3: with. So um, this project that I'm going to talk about is the largest and happens to be the one I have made the deepest connection with, also. Um, around the time where I was kind of struggling to find stuff to fill my normal schedule and find that structure, uh, Community Conversations for Change um, series was offered where we met twice a week for the month of July and we basically just talked for hours and hours about um, educating ourselves, learning, and just pure truthful discussion that we much needed, um, about our current, uh, racial issues rising in our country. And, um, obviously there has been a communal outcry, um, recently, uh, per some of the events that have happened recently. And this program came at the right time and it was wonderful. We got deep conversations and the whole group kind of became like a family. And, um, I am more than grateful because I never thought that I would get this experience, but it it really was my saving grace during the pandemic. And from that, we decided that we um, could not just stop after that month of July. So we created a couple of branch projects where we um, established a website and that is now fully up and running and attached with that is a pledge that we all created and we all agreed on. And it's pretty extensive but it definitely does it justice and then lastly we are pushing to get a school group that's kind of like a mini community conversations for change type group that has obviously been a little bit harder since all the school situations are very different but it was just very enlightening because we all kind of sparked hope like we can make change even though we're just is still in high school which is kind of a stigma that teenagers are uninformed that kind of stuff and we definitely proved that wrong so yeah it was truly life-changing and especially approaching graduation and then soon to be out on my own I am very grateful for some of the stuff I learned and some of the projects that we're working on
2: to go deeper in depth with what Morgan said. Um, As she said, um, it began in July. There was about 20 to 30 students. Um, To begin with this, this project is student led. It's organized by the adults, but it's led by the students. Um, And she was talking about having the program into school. There are actually seven different schools in which they're starting to go into in October. We're going to have those meetings, which are going to be like an hour, an hour to a half. Um, the conversations are going to be similar to what we were learning and being educated on. There's going to be videos. There are going to be um, conversations, topics in which we go. We do have a structure, but sometimes it goes off base. We have a deeper conversation personally. Um, and every meeting ends with a good note good good metaphor a good um, summary it always ends in something positive Um, as she said as well our website we have a mission we have um, our goals our values if you go on there we also have as she said a pledge our pledge is we're going to fill out information and application saying that if you do contribute and I believe that you are going to make these decisions when you're in a situation or when someone's not looking, having a good character, then you vote and just sign up and pledge. And along the pledge, you'll see it at the end of each um, tab that you click. There's also going to be sponsors on the side, which are companies and organizations that do sponsor us, which truly support us and mean a lot. Um, As well, as I was saying, um, this program I have a quote here that I'm gonna use and I'm gonna to say to you, cause this is what the program means to me. This program is about planting seeds in the desert, which will grow into an extraordinary forest. These seeds will bring life to an environment that was once dry. This forest will be the symbol of what was to what is. We are the seeds from various ethnicities, genders and communities, standing together against racism while being the best we can be. So STAR stands for Standing Together Against Racism. This is a student-led based organization, which will lead to go further in life than what we expect. And that's why it's such a large project, because today is what we started. But when we get older into college and having our uh, our professional careers, we're going to see in our school still, it stands, that there are students that are still from different backgrounds in different schools. I said there's seven different schools. And even in our meetings, there was not only males, there was females, there was from uh being Asian, to being, you know, white, to being African-American, to being Hispanic. So there are so many things and adults even there. Uh, it's just incredible to see that. And that's what this this quote in this project means to me. And that's what I've learned. And that's why it's I have a connection with it, because even on the first day when we met, that's when I knew that we were going to make a change, because even people that weren't victims of through racist people but we're also witnesses and we've learned from each other not even through experience was which the most connection and it just opened my eyes to i'm not the only one and i can stand up as well
0: being a part of this project since the very beginning i can uh honestly say that i couldn't have said it better myself to both of you um just a personal reflection on this you know the two of you have become almost like sisters to me because we've shared these experiences and have been there for each other from day one and as each um you know as as each meeting goes by and the more we add to this project and the further out it branches and the more uh connections we get to make with both local and national level partners um, in this project i just I can't even express how appreciative I am of it and how grateful I am to have the two of you as such close friends, knowing that we can be there for each other and we can count on each other and just spread that positive message that we initially set out to do. So going on that, you know, one of the big things that YVC focuses on is creating that safe space. So can you explain how through the community conversations for change and through the star program that you're um, creating a safe space and how we're going to be spreading that um, through our program to the school groups and also on the online base?
2: So what I've learned personally We've watched multiple, I should say various um, videos and first being um, an educational video called Holy Post Race in America. That is when I learned that racism did not just start now, it is a past repeating or current situation and mindset that has been happening. Um, This video has taught me um, why highways were made and to divide ethnicities and the income and it just it just opened my mind that it is not just an interaction between one person to another but it's more than that i also we had guest speakers who taught us how to be leaders and excel in the meetings that we will have in the schools which i learned interacting with other students um there was a guest speaker there was police officers as well there was a police officer that we had small groups and we learned about their perspective and learning how to interact and not be afraid but respect them in a way and they respect our morals and our ideas and decision making um we also had our introductional um meeting which we talked about our experiences um and i just think overall each day meeting, as we said, it was twice a week, we learned something um, educational in a perspective of others and educational and like schooling wise. Um, those are my views. And this is a space, safe space because as we always said, be the best version you can be. And that is being honest with your ideas and your experiences and not being afraid of what others are gonna say because in our group, in our tight small group, we were all supportive of each other's ideas.
3: Yeah, and kind of piggybacking off of that, I think it was very easy at the beginning of our project to kind of really get to know each other and relate because we were honestly all there for the same reason. And I think it was very important for us personally because I don't want to generalize this, but I feel like for teenagers, it's very hard to find a place that you can go to that is a safe space to talk about anything, racial injustices, gender inequality, that kind of stuff. Like, it's just so hard to find that kind of atmosphere where you can truly just have pure discussion and education from that. So I think we're all so thankful. We kind of wanted to just dive right into it. So it was very, very easy for us. And then thinking kind of towards our school group, we kind of were brainstorming. How can we make that awesome experience for these people who want the same outcome as us? And um, as Ileana mentioned, we watched these amazing videos. And I think whether you've experienced racism or not, or you've witnessed it, we all had the same reaction and we're like, whoa. And, that was just something that sparked more discussion. So we definitely have come to decision, come to the decision of using videos and educational pieces to spark those discussions because I know they really brought out um, our opinions and views and insight um, in our first group. So that I think starting an environment that's warm and welcoming to all opinions is crucial and we the community conversations for change series did a wonderful job with that and I think it's just we have been just thinking so hard because we don't want to um lose lose other have other people's lose sight of maybe not feeling comfortable in the groups because at this point we just need everyone that's passionate and hopeful like us to feel safe and I know in our personal group we were not afraid to hold back our opinions and uh, just what we thought and like our feelings for each other. Because again, we were basically like a family. So it's just been, at least I've never felt like I couldn't say anything. And I've always felt personally connected to what all my other peers have said in this, which was really special.
2: And to add on to what she said, um, just like when she said she wasn't afraid, as well as the adults, they gave us advice when we asked the question they were not afraid um to speak their mind as well they showed us that if we had to be honest they were going to be honest with us as well and we saw the perspectives of multiple ethnicities and genders as there was males and females for the adults as well and it was incredible to see how honest they were with us and giving us advice when we needed it and comfort
0: That's great. And I couldn't agree more with how this space has become such a powerful um, area for us to express ourselves and to also help each other along the course of this amazing journey. So we just want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. But before we close, is there anyone from your YVC that you want to give a shout out to? It could be an awesome youth volunteer, a program staff manager, or um, a special community partner that we've worked with.
3: Um, I obviously want to give a shout out to our two hostesses, um, and then just in our initial community conversations for change group, um, our leaders, um, Ms. Christie, Ms. Colette, Ms. Crystal, Mr. Alex, everybody, um, many of them I did not know before, and they have taught me more than I can explain. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just thank you everybody.
2: As she said I would like to first of all um, shout out to Christy as she has been the main um, connection between STAR and getting the connections and emailing us every time we had a meeting starting them organizing all the information emailing our principals to have that process in which we were allowed to go into the school and the website Um, and I would like to Um, Just shout out to the group in in general, Um, the kids who worked hard, incredibly hard um, to make what is today, which I'm able to sit down and explain to you guys, Um, and especially the adults who did beyond in getting the connections to meet the host and the guests and having to meet the police officers and even coming out to the Goggle Works to get our shirts and just going beyond what they had to do except educate us, which is an amazing thing in approving and supporting us in doing this project that we have today. So I thank everyone, especially Christy, for allowing me today to have this.
1: Sounds good. We also want to give a shout out to our affiliates for um, creating this inclusive community and space, safe space for us. And we are so glad that we got the chance to meet you two today and thank you so much for sharing all your inspirational stories and your commitment as YVC volunteers in your affiliates and um, helping us learn more about the YVC experiences across the network.
0: So we always close out our podcast with a little piece of advice to other youth volunteers. Is there anything that you would like to share today as advice to your fellow youth volunteers?
2: One of the adults in our group always says, be the best version you can be, nothing less or nothing more. Um, Shout out to Crystal. Um, But that is the advice I can give to anyone, um, especially for what we have been making being the best you can be is saying that I am who I am and I'm not changing for no one. And that's what I believe in.
3: And I think something to really take out of this is, although we are just teenagers and um, some may think we don't care, it is so important that like, if you do have like a passion or, or hope in our, for our future, there are more people out there than you think who have just as much passion as you, if not more. And if any way you can get involved in anything or any way you can um, collaborate with people just to make a bigger presence, like just in the past couple of days, our Community Conversations for Change group has reached more people than I think we ever expected. And, we had ages ranging from fourteen to seventeen. That is very impressive and actually, um our youngest member in the group was in like eighth grade. That girl is a rock star, so it's just if a fourteen year old can do it, you can do it too. So I just think that there is nothing, especially in this day and age that should keep us as teenagers from trying to make a better future for ourselves because right now, uh, in my opinion, it is in our hands um, so and I think we're actually doing a really great job. So just never let your age or um, what other people tell you stop you from doing what you believe in because it's just not, not true sometimes what they say because I know how much passion our generation has and it's, it's going to be good.
0: Those are such great pieces of advice and I hope that you all listen to them. You can also see um, the impact that our Community Conversations for Change group as well as our star group has been making on our community by visiting sites.google.com slash view slash YVC star. So that will show you our team, our mission, all of our projects that we've been doing, and we ask to um, have you sign the pledge as well and join our mission.
1: Yeah, so thank you for listening to YVC Summit, a virtual experience. This is Youth Voices, and make sure to tune in to hear more youth stories around the network. Youth Voices is a podcast produced by Youth Volunteer Corps and the International Youth Advisory Board. Thank you, everyone.